Jesus is crucified, died, and is buried for our sins today on the Rest in the Work of Christ podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 40 of the Rest in the Work of Christ podcast devotion, working through the Gospel of John. And uh, there are only 44 episodes in this series, so um, we only got a few to go. So uh, we are on Good Friday. It, uh, yesterday we heard Jesus being sentenced to his death under Pontius Pilate, and so today we take a look at the crucifixion, uh, his death, and then his burial. So we are at John chapter 19, starting at verse 17, reading to the end of the chapter, which is uh, verse 42. So verses 17 to 42 of chapter 19. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son, and said to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you also may believe. These things happen so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. 
Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. All right, these are, these are probably pretty familiar words to you, but I just, uh, you know, just kind of just want to let them stand and, and uh, just meditate on the words that are here. But I'm just going to add a couple thoughts for you. Uh, Jesus is um, uh, crucified or, or sentenced to be crucified, has to carry his own cross to, to Golgotha, um, the place of the skull. Uh, that's the, the name. And um, there they crucify him. And uh, it, it's an area where many people would pass. Remember, uh, the Jerusalem is full of people from all over the place um, for the Passover. Many, many Jews from all over the known area, from the, from the whole region and even beyond the region, are here. And so the, the Romans would crucify people just outside the city to, to make sure that everybody saw it, that everybody would see the, how the Romans don't put up with anything. Right? And so it was a warning to everybody else. And so uh, there are many people, many people who passed by, passed by uh, Jesus on that cross that day and, and saw what was going on. And that's why Pilate had, had that sign written in three languages too, so that it would be very clear who this was. And, of course, there's some debate here among the Jews and Pilate on what that sign should really say. Uh, but Pilate says it says King of the Jews because uh, that's who he claimed to be. And he, it's kind of a way of Pilate sticking it to those Jewish religious leaders for, you know, forcing him to do this. And he says, what I've written, I have written. Uh, there's a number of prophecies fulfilled, and, and the Spirit leads John to, to point those out here. And it's just, again, remarkable to see these prophecies that were made, um, some of them, you know, hundreds of years before, uh, maybe of, of, up to a thousand years before, uh, being fulfilled here on this Good Friday at the cross of Jesus, right? The one about his, his uh, dividing my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. I mean, it's a very clear um, prophecy that comes from Psalm 22, right? And here they, here they do that. They, they cast lots for his garments. Um, we'll, we'll get to the, to the other ones in just a little bit, but uh, it, it mentions the women who are here. Um, and uh, John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, right, the writer of this gospel is there. And, and here you just see Jesus' love for his mother, uh, keeping the fourth commandment as he's suffering um, for the sins of the world as he entrusts her to John's care now uh, because he's dying. He's going to die, but, you know, he's going to ascend, rise and ascend back to heaven within 40 days from now too. So wants to make sure that his mother is well cared for. Uh, he loves her deeply and cares for her even even in this moment. So you just see um, Jesus' active obedience is his keeping of the law, um, right, you know, in, in, in doing what is good and right and loving, uh, even, even in the last moments of his life. Uh, and then, um, again, the scripture, so that the scriptures would be fulfilled, Jesus says, I am thirsty, and they give him uh, the, the wine vinegar to drink. Um, and that, uh, too, is um, a prophecy that was made in the Old Testament, and then Jesus says, it is finished, right? Um, tetelestai is the Greek word. All is completed. All is done. Everything necessary. And this is the moment when um, that prophecy that he would come to crush the head of the serpent comes true, right? It is finished. Sin has been paid for. Um, Satan has been defeated. Um, Jesus' suffering for our sins is completed. It is finished. And he, he dies. He bows his head and gives up his spirit. 
So the, the Jewish leaders don't want the bodies there because the next day is uh, the Sabbath, um, you know, and it's a special day, um, of course, the, the Sabbath at the Passover. And so um, they, they want the bodies down, and so if they're not um, quite dead yet, they'll break the legs because then uh, they can't hold themselves up to breathe, right? Because they're, they're being, only being held up by those nails, and so they got to lift, lift their bodies up to get some air into their lungs because they, they're kind of crouched down and, and it's you know, suppressing them being able to get oxygen into their lungs. But once their legs are broken, they can't do that. They can't lift themselves up anymore to, to get air. And so they'll, they're going to you know, die of you know, lack of oxygen, really, if, if nothing else gets them. But Jesus is already dead. And so they don't break his legs. And again, that's... Um, a scripture that um, is fulfilled in, in Zechariah 12, that not one of his bones would be broken. Right? Um, and, and again, another scripture that they will look on the one they have pierced. Right? Um, um, so you just have all of these um, prophecies coming true. Uh, all of these, uh, I'm sorry, the, the one they have pierced, that's from Zechariah 12. Um, the, not one of his bones will be broken is from Psalm 34, so I apologize about that. But, but again, these Old Testament prophecies that, are, prophecies that uh, uh, John is led by the Spirit to connect, all those things in the Old Testament connecting and pointing forward to this, to this very moment here. And, and John uh, is, talks about himself in here. He says, the man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you may also believe. John is saying, I was there. I saw this with my own eyes. I saw him die. Uh, I saw him, um, you know, then put that sword into his side. I, I saw all of this happen. Right? And I'm telling you this. I'm testifying to it so that you can believe, so that you can know that this is the Jesus, of course, because we know this is not the end of him. We'll, we'll get to hear about the resurrection tomorrow. But first, um, Joseph of Arimathea, he's one of the um, Jewish leaders, and, uh, but yet he's keeping it quiet because he's afraid of, of the others. Um, and Nicodemus is here too. Uh, he's the man who came earlier. John helps us with that. He's the man who came, you know, in, in, when Jesus talked to him about being born of the water and the spirit and being born again and, you know, where... Um, he, he came in the, in the cover of night because he was afraid, but it seems like he too is still kind of a closet Christian here, a uh, believer in Jesus. But they, they are bold enough here to, to request the, the body from Pilate and to take it down and to prepare it for burial with aloe and spices and uh, wrap it in strips of linen. And uh, um, there's a tomb there. Um, Joseph of Arimathea owned, owned a tomb there. It's not here. Uh, in, in the Gospel of John, but we know that it's a, a tomb that no one had ever laid in before. It's owned by Joseph, and it's near near the place where he had he was crucified. It says there was a garden there, um, and um, so they placed the body there uh, to just really temporarily, um, you know, because they, they, it's the day of preparation. Um, they don't have time to, um, you know, do much more right now. Um, come maybe Sunday, um, they'll be able to, at least in their minds, they'll, they'll be able to move the body and give it a, a, a permanent resting place. But, but we know that's not going to be the end. We know Jesus' body doesn't need a permanent resting place because on Sunday morning, that tomb will be empty. I can't wait to read that section with you tomorrow. But uh, just again, just, just be amazed at the love of our Savior for us, that he was willing to endure this for us. The, the only innocent death in the history of the world, the only person who never deserved to die because he had no sin, but yet because of our sin, because of our punishment, because of our condemnation, here he is suffering for your sins and mine, taking our curse upon himself so that we could be forgiven, so that we might be free, so that we might have peace 
with our Heavenly Father so that we can have rest now and forever. Let's, let's thank and praise him. Lord Jesus, we thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you as we look again at your passion, your suffering, and your death for us. We just can't help but marvel at your great love for us all the way to the end, willing, lovingly, humbly, giving yourself, giving your very own life so that we might have the promise of life with you forever. We thank and praise you for this, our crucified and risen Savior Jesus. Amen. All right, friends, well, tomorrow we will get into chapter 20. We will um, take a look at uh, Easter Sunday morning and the events that happened there. And uh, yeah, marvel in the, the wonderful truth and joy of the resurrection. God be with you, friends. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.